three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 321 Overtime. I am one of your co-hosts, John Torres, along with my buddy here. Brian McCallum. And Brian, we are in... New Digs. Our New Digs, a new Florida Today office on Vieira Boulevard and a new podcast studio. Right. Mm-hmm. And John, I'm sitting here looking out at a pine tree. That's not bad at all. This you know, is, we fretted yeah. about leaving a really beautiful facility that we're in. But as a Louisiana boy, East Texas boy, pine trees are pretty good for me. Yeah, no, this is pretty sweet. Um, I like the location. It's pretty close to where we used to work at Florida Today. But what I do like is this one room dedicated... Soundproof door, soundproof for some podcasting purposes. Which is, there's a lot of, look at how the threads run through all this, John. I'll be able to kill you in here. Nobody will hear it. I'll be able to get out the window. And that ties into, it can be the next season of Murder on the Space Coast. (laughs) Except who would do it if I was dead? Uh, I'll take it up. (laughs) Now, Brian, this is a holiday week. It's a short week. It's a very thankful week because it is the week of Thanksgiving. And you said something earlier this year on, on the podcast that... High school coaches love to be practicing on Thanksgiving Day. Means you've had a good year. You're still alive in the playoffs. And as we've seen for the last several years, there's only one team left standing here in Brevard County, and that is our Coco Tigers. Do you know, John, I moved into Brevard a few days after Christmas in 2006 and started on January 8th, 2007. And every year I've been here, Coco has reached at least the state semifinal round. That's that 12-year stretch. Well, now it's 13. They haven't played yet, but that's pretty good. Yeah, so they are playing in the state semifinals on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, correct? at Jacksonville Bowls. Winner goes on to state. 321preps.com. We'll have all the stuff for you, photos, et cetera, updates. And now um, it seems like the usual big-time Coco win in this one Friday, it was like 31-3 to and then 31-9, to but then Sumter made a pretty furious comeback towards the end, and the final was like 31-23. 31-23. They scored three late touchdowns, uh, two really quick back-to-back to go from 31-3 to to 31-15. You know, John, that cliche about practicing on Thanksgiving, I'm going to bring up another cliche that I just, that just stared out at me slapped me in the face last Friday night watching that game, and that was attention to detail. You always hear coaches talk about attention to detail and how it's the difference between winning and losing. And my goodness, it was this visiting team, which I didn't give much chance, South Sumter, came in, took the ball, and just drove down the field. And they're they're showing they can move the ball through the air. They had a number 30 running back who was just a bruiser, and I thought, is he going to be able to wear Coco down by the fourth quarter? And uh, on a third and long, they have a uh, they go they he drops back to pass the quarterback, and a very strong Coco rush, and he panics a little bit and throws toward his receiver, but also a Coco defensive back, and that touchdown drive ended rather quickly and was run the ball was run back to the ten, or actually it was run back to the twenty five, but there was a penalty uh, against uh, South Sumter. Sumter. Yeah. Put it at the 10, and Coco scores 7 nothing. So you go from potentially being up 7 nothing to down 7 nothing, And you say, well, that's not too much. Ah, but it is, John, because they took the kickoff, drove down the field again to the two-yard line, hand the ball off. The running back is diving into the end zone, and inches short, 
The ball bounces off a Coco player's helmet into a Coco defender's hands. Malik Lewis caught the ball in the end zone and ran to the other 20. Oh, my Just goodness. I did not know that. So that's... Details that make such a huge difference in a game, and I'm not done. Coco had... Wait, hang on one second, though. And so did Coco score then after that? Well, uh, Coco had a little attention to detail problem, had back-to-back five-yard penalties, had to kick a field goal. So you've gone from where it could have been 14 nothing one way to where it could have been 14 nothing the other way, but now it's at least 10 nothing. And, and Elliot Brownstein, who works with us, and I were both saying, you know, it should have been 14 nothing, And I said, yes, but it should have been 14 nothing South Sumter because they had those two little mis- – John – Little mistakes. Yep. You are inches from the end zone. You have driven the ball down the throat of a huge favorite. And uh, then they had another one that, that was Coco's favorite, but it's just a little detail thing. Coco's driving, has the ball about midfield, and on a third and long, the quarterback is sacked, DJ Arroyo, Coco's quarterback. And he was kind of caught off guard, and the, he bobbled the ball in his hands. He caught it between his knees and held it with one hand. The other hand was pinned. And I just thought, there's a guy who realizes the situation he's in and makes the only play he can make. The only, yeah, exactly. And had he dropped that ball on the turf, who knows what would have happened. And those three little things right there, two mistakes and one positive detail, to me, were the difference in the game because it's 31-3. to It ends up being 31-23. Another detail, they missed two extra points. Had they not talking about South Sumter. Yeah. Had they not, they wouldn't have had to make two two-point conversions at the end to win. They never got the last touchdown to, to try that. But, man, just the little things make such a big difference. And you always hear coaches say that to the point where you call it a cliche. Yep. But then it just slaps you in the well, face. Well, and, you know, well, I'm glad you just mentioned that again because I was going to say you've spoken so long that I wanted to say you've invited me to slap you in the face right here on the podcast. And so well, if that happens, reach me we have a big new pod- I know, podcast. I know. Program. But, you know, uh, Brian, the early two drives by Sumter, you know, people say, well, that's a big turn. It's actually a 24-point swing, really, because if you assume, and we can never assume a team is, is on its way into the end zone, but they could have scored, you know, like two touchdowns, and it seemed like they were about to. There was a lot of surprise on the Coco players' faces and in the stands that this team was driving on them. And then at 31-3, to it's all forgotten. It's a totally different game than it would have been. Now, uh, I know that there were some anxious moments, I bet, on that Coco sideline, but... You have a great interview with the coach about adversity and facing adversity. And so yes. why don't we play that? Okay. Uh, adversity you talked about. Is that, uh, is that a lesson you have to learn during the season? Or, uh, I mean, because y'all played some tough road games and that kind of thing. Is that what we saw tonight? Man, that's, what, that's something we talk about every day. You know, every day from, you know, we've had, we've had kids who have gone through some real serious things in their lives. Yeah. You know, we've had kids who gone some real some th- through some real serious things in the last month. And uh, we talk about every day handling adversity, being a man, you know, taking it, getting back up, and keep on moving forward. And uh, it can be from the football field to life to school. You know, we just talk about that every day. That's what kind of kind of our program's built on is how you're gonna handle adversity and, and I'm proud of the kids. But tell you the truth, if I'm gonna be honest, knowing our kids, it didn't surprise me. You know, I, you know, the kids, I knew they would respond. I knew they would keep on going. Tell you, I'm more disappointed in myself. I didn't handle the adversity uh, good enough. And um, hopefully I do a better time next time. <laughs> That's the thing. You have a next time. That's the good Yeah, you know, it's a it's a blessing to, uh, the, the, to be playing, to be practicing on Thanksgiving. You know, and we don't take it for granted. 
And, um, you know, we're, 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 I'm proud of the team, I'm proud of the coaches. Um, and, you know, hopefully we have a great week of preparation for a really good Jacksonville Bulls team. Speaking of Thanksgiving, you don't have a lot of seniors, but you have some guys that have been really big. Do you allow yourself at all to think back on, I mean, your two games for some of these guys in high school careers, do you get emotional at all about thinking about your guys that are about done, or are you too busy it's, Xing and Owen? It's dealing with teenagers, we're just taking it one day at a time. You know, um, we just want to worry about Monday or, or Sunday's coaches meeting and Monday's practice. You know, that's, that's a big thing right now. Congratulations. I Thank appreciate you. it. That's Ryan Schneider, by the way, and and what a deal for him. You know, those eleven of those thirteen trips to the semifinals were John Wilkinson, who a took legend that here in Brevard County. Top. Yeah. Exactly, he followed a legend and has the program, uh, you know, pretty much in the same zip code. Went to the state championship and lost last year, and has a shot to go back. So c- kudos to him for yeah. keeping it going. You know, and with adversity, Brian, and I, I know that you have some great interviews coming up with some of the players in that game, but. You know, on Thanksgiving week this week, the wind and the storms are supposed to be so strong in New York City that the Macy's Day, you know, balloons may yeah. not be able to fly in the parade. The last time that that that, that happened was like 1971, I believe. Wow. I would. I used to go to that parade every year with my dad and my little sister, while mom stayed home cooking. And now I watch it every year on TV, and I love it. I hope that the balloons can fly, but. Watch that, and I watch the National Jog Show, which is off and on right after that. Yes, or the or the National Dog Show. Or did I say jog? I think you said jog. Well, there's a National Jog <laughs> Show, John. Yes, where you watch people jog while they hold the ropes. While they hold the, their dogs. The, exactly. Uh, hold their dogs. <laughs> no, it's the National Dog Show. Dog so. Wow. Dog sow. Yes. <laughs> no, it's the National Dog Show. And then uh, that's about the time the turkey's ready. Yep. And then I, believe it or not, as a sports guy, I take a nap before I watch any football. Well, now, you know, and then is there any any tradition you, you do that evening? Because in our house, we always watch planes, trains, and automobiles. We used to do that. And then uh, as a kid, we did that. Well, uh, as a kid. Um, then we started, there, there used to be a deal where every year they were showing something different. You know, uh, what's the Macaulay Culkin uh, home, oh, the home, home Alone? alone. Yeah. They showed that a good bit. Um, so we would watch whatever. And one year we started a tradition where we would go as a family to the theater to watch a movie. Oh, nice. So variations of that. Well, anyway, let's get back to the Coco Tigers that are playing in the state semifinal Friday against Bowles up in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yes. And uh, we have some good interviews with some of the players that you did about the game, but also, and I like this, what you did here, you asked them with only yeah. one or two games left, how are they feeling? Are they reflecting career. back yeah. on their career? So let's play a few of those right now. And the first up is running back Kaziah Holmes. You play two more games in your high school career, and uh, what what kind of stuff goes through your head? Do you start to look back at memories and things, or think about the future or the past, or what's going on in your head these days? I was definitely thinking about the memories and reminiscing about things I've done before. But you know, through all the hard work I've been through, and then now I'm just looking forward to the future and get to Penn State. What about tonight? Uh, kind of a lesson that you, it's never even 31 and nine isn't a big deal, I guess, at this point, huh? No, you know I'm battling with a little injury, but you know I'm gonna get back on, I'll get back on, and get healthy, and get ready for next week. What, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, do you have any uh, thoughts about your favorite memories of your four years at this point, or is it too early to talk about that? Uh, 
It's too early right now. I have one, but I'm just waiting for next week. Okay. You, might, you, you hope you have another one in two oh, weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Congratulations. Good job. Thank you. Next up is defensive back Chavis Thompson. Hey, uh, at the most, you have two more games in your high school career, and I really didn't want to ask about tonight's game. I want to ask you about what kind of thoughts go through your head when you think about how little time you left have left to play this particular sport. I mean, it felt like yesterday when I was a freshman, you know, all the big dogs, Bruce, Juwan, all them, they used to go here. I used to, I used to look up to them. But now all the younger kids look up to me, and, like, it just history repeats itself, you know. It just, it's crazy. What does it mean to you to have played Coco football? It means something different because, like, everywhere you go, if you got that orange and black on, I'm like, oh, you play for Coco, people going to respect you no, no matter win or lose, people going to always respect Coco. Now, obviously, a state championship, and then you hope another one in a couple of weeks, but what are your best memories, whether it's even not even in the game? So just guys, or what are you going to remember? Uh, my best memory is school-wise. You know, Coco, you got a whole bunch of clowns at school, you know. People always like to joke around. And school is always fun with the ones I go to school with. All right. And then last up is defensive end Marquise Freeman, Brian. Two things I want to ask you. One, it's never over, right? 31-9 looks really good, but, but uh, what did y'all tell each other at that point? Just keep going, keep fighting, you know, fight adversity, don't give up. Now I want to ask you about, uh, this is it, you're a senior. Um, at the most, you're going to play two more games as a high school player. What kind of thoughts go through your head about that kind of stuff? Is it... It's like just thinking about the past, how long it took us to get here. Now we're just seeing here, we got to go all in. What all do you, do you have favorite memories at this point? I know one will be obviously a state championship yeah, two state years ago, and you hope another one this week. But what, what do you think about when you think about playing Coco football? Best football in the nation. All right, congratulations. Good luck next week. You know, John, I got the impression not a one of them had it occurred to them that this was the final two games of their career, possibly the last game coming up. And I may have been the first person to make them think about that, but that's a really emotional time. Uh, you know, it sure is, Brian. And um, I had wanted to ask you, are these guys playing in college? Are, are, are they planning to keep on playing? Because I'm not sure if our listeners know, but I mean, a lot of these players from Coco, they keep playing in college. And we had three drafted in the NFL draft this year. It's just amazing. Right, and they're going to do, two of these three are going to do something that, that one of those draftees did. Jamel Dean had a couple interceptions a couple of weeks ago for the Bucks. Yep. He was one of the first Coco guys to graduate in December, and he went off to Ohio State and then Auburn in January. Two of these guys are graduating next month. And Kaziah uh, Holmes is apparently, you know, the, the, of course they can't sign until December 18th. Apparently he's going to Penn State. He's a big-time running back, one of the fastest kids in Florida, and uh, has grown a lot, and he's gotten to be a pretty big kid now. And Marquise Freeman, who is 6'3", but skinny as a rail, is uh, going off to Nebraska. So good for them. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Brian, I think that another running back from Coco went to Penn State in in like recent history. Well, Torian Falston went to Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame, that's right. Just down the road from Penn State. You know, Penn State, you know, Notre Dame, it's all, Uh, you know, blue helmets, silver helmets, I don't know. Bunch of Yankees. Yankees, no, no, it's not baseball season. We're not talking about the Yankees (laughs) anymore. And so, Brian, in the NFL this weekend, a lot of positive things occurred, like the Dallas Cowboys losing. Which is good. Yeah, but the Patriots won as a part. Well, I know, but you couldn't have. I mean, I guess you could have a tie with a lot of you know, like minor injuries, you know, uh, to, to, to the squads. <laughs> it's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> but 
the Washington Redskins, you know, I was in a show this weekend. I was performing at Surfside Playhouse in a show called Curtains, and I'll be there again in Arsenic and Old Lace in January. But if you want to come out and oh, John, cheer me I'm already on. in line to get my ticket. Oh, thank you. Uh, but the Washington Redskins were in a nail biter with the hapless Detroit Lions, and I'm not sure what happened to Matt Stafford, but they had Jeff Driscoll at, at like quarterback. So anyway, Washington wins on basically a last second field goal, 16-13, and so the Lions have one more chance, but are intercepted. Redskins quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, it's his first NFL victory. He's so elated that he's out by the stands shooting selfies on his phone with some, you know, like diehard Redskins fans who are there at the game. And the Redskins had to run one more play, so they had to get Case Keenum out there, his backup, to run the victory formation. And it seems to be a big deal. You know, the coach was kind of annoyed. What's your take on it? Uh, for, I don't care. There's three things I care about from what all you just went through. One is that, you know, he, he quarterbacks the Redskins. The kid may never win another game. Let him enjoy it while oh, he's at it. wow. Uh, second, Jeff Driscoll. How many ex-Gators quarterbacks who they thought couldn't play and went to other schools that are now playing in the NFL do we have to line up? And third, that morning, and I started to text you but didn't, I found the story that there were some $4 tickets for that game. It was the Redskins and who? And the Lions. The Lions. So this is fantastic football. And and my first thought was, why are they ripping these people off to see this game with four dollar tickets, John? <laughs> four dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's brutal. But you know, you said something earlier this year that as a Steeler fan, you want the Super Bowl or you don't really care, except that you might want a playoff now because you have that young quarterback right. in to right. get him some experience. And so I've been I've been actually rooting for the Redskins to kind of lose. I mean, not openly root them to lose, but I've been okay with them losing because it means a higher draft pick. But at the same time. It's kind of nice to see yeah, Dwayne Haskins, you know, have a win and just feel and like taste what that's like to win I don't know in the that NFL. They've already proven the high draft picks don't make a big difference for them, John. Ooh. So just a little winning and build on that. Yeah, know, get a little taste yeah. of it. Well, and speaking of taste, Brian, I hope you have a nice feast on Thanksgiving. Always do, John. And I'm we will catch you guys it. next week. And we thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you all. 